Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Environmental Social Justice. I am your host, Wendy Nystrom. And today I have Mr. Joel Vendette as my co-host. Welcome, Joel. And today's special guest is Kiyoki King. Now, Kiyoki is a friend of Joel's who brilliantly thought to bring Kiyoki on, onto the show because Kiyoki is the co-founder and CEO of Participant Assistive Products. Welcome to the show, Kiyoki. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thanks, Joel. Good morning. Good morning. And Kiyoki, could you really quick explain to us what participant assistive products are? Sure. So assistive products are things like uh, glasses and uh, hearing aids and wheelchairs. So, you know, I, I guess we all have like little needs, you know, and so it was like technology can help us to do things a little bit better. Um, so our flagship product is a wheelchair for children with cerebral palsy. Um, we're really thinking about how to make good products available in lower income countries. You that's know, all. and that's all. And, you know, Kyoki, just to let people know, we always talk to people before we have a live show or anything like that. <laughs> Kyoki's very humble. And let me point out that you are the first medical device company registered as a benefit corporation. Yep. That's kind of a, that's a big win right there. That's kind of huge. And um, why, so other than the kudos for that one, why did you start your company? I know that there's a long story of what made you go into this field. Yeah. So before I was doing this, I started a, a global wheelchair distribution company. So, you know, the go governments want to get good products and there's nonprofits that want to you know, serve people in various places. And so um, our idea was, well, we'll just buy good products and then we'll market them and uh, more people will have the products they need. And we figured out that those products don't exist. So there's there's. Um, you know, it's sometimes it's like designed for the environment, you know, like the products are designed to be used in a, in a, you know, U.S. environment. So, you know, like smooth floors, smooth, relatively smooth sidewalks and so on and so forth. Um, you know, easy access to batteries for hearing aids. Those are all important um, yeah. to consider. But then other times it's just like they're designed for the price that Medicare will pay. And so they're just the prices are just like super high. Um, yeah. So we saw this. We saw the we saw this gap. And then I was like, wow, how can I work on this problem? I got together with a couple of co-founders and we launched, launched off. Give it, give it a shot. And that's uh, actually, go ahead, Joel, sorry. I know, I'm just, I'm just, it's amazing because like you, you make it sound like it was like I had this weekend thought where I'm like, oh, I noticed this, I'm just gonna make it happen. <laughs> you know, and so I mean, it's really, like Wendy said, you're very humble about yes. Thank you, Joel. the work that you're doing. But so I wanna talk to you a little bit about so right now your primary focus is on wheelchairs, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. So can you tell us a little bit about like what the products are and how things are going and where you're finding the most need? Oh, thanks. Um, so, you know, some one of our products is like a, a, a product that my grandmother used. And it's like, an, a, we call it a transport chair. It's like something an elderly person would sit in, but only for, you know, a short period of time. Mm -hmm. um, maybe she's spent most of her time on her lazy boy or something like that, right? But um, yeah, then there's other people like uh, like you, you may be a or have friends that are, you know, spinal cord injury or something. So they're, they're sitting in their wheelchair like all day long, every day. So it needs to really support their posture in a particular way. It's like much more durable. Um, the, the usability and kind of like how, how friendly are the features and how does it work? Can the person get it in and out of the car by themselves? So these are, these are things that, you know, people want to be more independent. And, um, and so we're, we're designing our products so they both are affordable and uh, work well for these lower income country environments, 
um, and then serve all those different needs. And the, you know, like I mentioned, the flagship product is this chair for kids with cerebral palsy and their, um, their needs are really different than like an adult with a spinal cord injury because they, they might not be able to, you know, hold, hold themselves up at all. So their, their head just kind of will flop down and, um, we, you know, a kid wants to be able to go to school and have like, you know, good eyeline connection with other people and class in the uh, chalkboard and all that kind of stuff. So for this chair, the, the seat is actually going to tilt back and then the, the headrest will hold, will hold their head. And so now they've got like eyeline connection and grab, you know, gravity's kind of helping there. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, those are some of our products. That's the kind of stuff that we do. I just want to connect some dots because again, you're you're so humble. You are providing the gift of mobility to people who generally wouldn't have it. And most people, when they think about wheelchairs, they think of grandma just needs to go from point A to point B, short yeah. time in the chair. These are people who spend their life in a wheelchair and they need comfort, they need neck support, as you said, and they need all-terrain mobility because you're dealing in countries, and if you're if you can share the countries, that'd be awesome. They don't have smooth roads or sidewalks. They're gonna have yeah they're going to need all-terrain vehicles. Yeah, I like to use the metaphor of a bridge. Um, so, you know, wherever you are, if you're, you know, if you're in the idyllic Mexican fishing village, you know, just chilling and catching fish by the ocean and whatever local resources are there, you know, the, um, and then, or if you're in like a, a great big city with lots of, you know, things to do and places to go. And, you know, uh, if you're, you know, Maybe, maybe you could get employment, you could go out there and get, you know, get education, you can make friends, you can go to parties, you can worship, like all that stuff is, is out there, right? But if you're in your house and you don't have mobility, it's like there's no bridge. It's like you, those things are just like, a, you know, just like you can see them, but you can't get to them, like for, you know, one side of a river and there's no bridge. So, um, yeah, so mobility does open up a lot. Um, and, and I think one of the things that's really neat about what we do is it's, you know, this is not like education where you're like, you know, they're in first grade and then they're in second grade. And then like, you know, after 20 years, you can kind of see did that education work. But this is a lot of times we'll see, you know, kids are they're they're pretty isolated. They're, you know, in their home by themselves all day. Mm -hmm. There may be a caregiver that could be working or getting an education that is also there, you know, with the child. And then suddenly, oh, they have mobility and they're able to go to daycare and mom can get a job. And the kid went from zero friends to a dozen and all the social interaction and all the positive things that can happen. So, um, yeah, the, it's, it's fun. It's fun for me. You know, we get to do something that's like immediately, like very tangibly uh, makes yeah. a difference. Now, do the chairs, because you're working with children, I mean, are, is it the kind of thing where they have to be replaced over time or is it a product that kind of grows with them? Yeah. So in the U.S., uh, a child would usually get a chair like every three or five years. And then we've designed our chair so that it, it does kind of grow with the child. So we 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 lead the industry in expandability. Um, you know, that's the, the bullet point on the on the brochure. But uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's important because uh, the chairs are still not cheap. Right. So the, the government or the nonprofit or whoever is buying the chair, it's usually not the family because they you know don't have a lot of cash. If you if you have a kid with a disability, your versus you know the the neighbors nearby, your medical costs are probably one point five or two. Um, uh, so it's just like you you have a lot more medical costs anyway. People have less disposable income; they can't pay for that chair. So yeah, we want it to last. So we we design it so that it grows with the child. You know, I mean, I'm sorry, Wendy. I know you're about to speak, but I just have to say, like, I find this to be absolutely amazing that 
no, but that this hasn't been done. You know, that the business behind this that has been there to, you know, and people have to keep paying for these things again and again and again versus it being, you know, like you said, I mean, you're working with people that may not have the money or the ability to do that. So yeah. to create a product that, yes, it's, it may not be a cheap investment up front, but you don't have to keep redoing it. Right, right. Every years. It floors me that there's, you know, I mean, we're always amazed at, you know, we always say follow the money. But to, you know, for an industry like this that's so built on quality of life to yeah. have a history where the quality of life is too expensive or it's, it mm -hmm. creates an impediment to create that quality, quality of life is, that's disturbing. So I love what yeah, you're he's doing. He's putting people first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, for the, for the money oriented, business oriented people out there, the, there's some whys behind this and there's, and there's a big opportunity for us. So. Um, you know, first, first opportunity first. So the um, middle-income country markets, there's something like 40 million people who need a wheelchair and don't have one, and that and that group will, according to the World Bank, double over the next uh, 20 years, of, you know, from you know 80 80 million people. Okay, so then you know this is not um, you know really really impoverished countries where nobody has you know these are middle incomes. This is Mexico, right? Mm -hmm. So so people have some money there. They buy things. They buy cars. So um, so these are, these are real, uh, real markets where businesses can be successful and there's a huge unserved need and, and we want to be the leader in those markets. So then, you know, to your question, like, why, why is this the case? Well, it's, it's like, these are, these are medical devices, right? So R and D for medical devices takes a long time. Um, you're, you have to get all different kinds of, uh, you know, testing will, will be FDA approved. So there's like, you know, lots of regulatory, you, you need to, you have to do a good job. It takes a long time. So then. Um, you know, this is not like, uh, let's start selling hats on eBay. You know, we're just like, well, I bought a hat and I sold it tomorrow. Um, it's like, there's, you got to raise a lot of money and then you're going to have to do a lot of development and then you can get sales. And then gradually you, hopefully your brand grows over time. So, um, normally investors want to invest in like, let's sell to Medicare. And so what does Medicare pay? And that's, that's the price. And then you kind of begin with that. But for um, but for us trying to reach these, uh, you know, un unreached markets, um, it's a it's a different uh, pitch to investors. It's a little bit more of like an impact investing pitch. Um, mm -hmm. But but we do expect that we can become a hundred million dollar company um, over the next seven or eight years. Like this, this will be a, a big company. You know, I want to throw some statistics that I got from your website that um, 40 million people in middle income countries do not have access to a wheelchair. 40 million. That's a lot of people who are stuck at home, cut off from society. That's going to affect your yeah. mental being, your social interactions. So the fact that you're doing this again, you're humble. You're, you know, you can beat your own drum a little bit louder because <laughs> you're what you're doing is you found a niche and you're putting people before profit, which is very important. Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, you call them comor comorbidities, but just like other mental health things, physical health things that go along with needing a wheelchair. So um, one of the one of the gaps is like not only people don't have a chair, but they don't have access to knowledge. Um, yeah. And, you know, like what it, what is cerebral palsy and how do you know if the child has trouble eating? How do, how do you help a child with cerebral palsy eat more so they keep their weight on? Um, so there's a lot of things that uh, that we'll be able to provide. Actually, like artificial intelligence is, is really a, a cool thing that we that we've been using. So you can have um, a chat bot, you know, hopefully like or, or one that's not aggravating. So the, the parent can say, um, 
you know, I'm having some problems with eating. And then the chatbot can say, oh, okay, well, we met before and we know about a little bit about your child. And so here's some tricks if you tried these, or here's a blog article, could you try this? Or just like connect people into a knowledge base. So you can imagine like if, if you're a family that's in a very remote setting, the, the nearest knowledgeable occupational therapist, you know, might, might be in the capital city. It could be like a, you know, six hour flight. So um, you're totally cut off from that, but because we can deliver this knowledge um, and, and the product support and the other things that we need to do, uh, you know, directly to the family, that's, a, that's another big value add. You know, it's not only did they get the participant chair, but they got the participant product support. So, I mean, it's like you're really creating, I don't, I'm trying to figure out the best way to phrase this. This really is about, it's not just saying like, hey, here's a chair, go figure out life. It's really right. is like, you know, here's a chair, let's work together to make sure that you're getting everything that you need, not just from, from the chair, but yeah. also what else can we provide to give you the quality of life that we're hoping this, have it all come together as a whole. Yeah. So, so this is not my first rodeo. I've actually done badly before. <laughs> so, so, um, so one of the, one of the things that, uh, you know, nonprofits do and for profits do too, you're, you're trying to accomplish some kind of a thing, right? And so you're like, oh, okay, let's give the person the chair and then we can count chairs given and surely great things will happen. But it's like, actually we, we scratched our heads back at the beginning. We're like, well, what, what we want to happen is we want the child or the adult to be participating. You know, like we want the adult to be able to get to the job interview and then have the chair not break after they got the job. Like they need to keep, you know, keep participating. The child needs to be able to go to those social interactions, whatever they may be. You know, it's like not every kid is going to be, you know, super intelligent, right? They're not all going to finish high school, but whatever participation needs for that person, we want them to be successful at that. So then yeah. we name the company oh, over here, um, participant. Um, so like when, so we really count like how, how are we doing increasing participation? And so then a question like, oh, well, we need good product support. It's like, well, yeah, of course, because you can't get participation if you don't, you know, it's okay, we'll have to do that too. But it's not even just the participation support about the product. It's basically, mm -hmm. if you're thinking about the AI and the chatbots mm -hmm. and these other things, it, you're taking it far beyond just the support for oh, yeah. the product. And I think yeah. that's kind of, that's such an element, which I think, you know, the information is there, but people don't know where to go. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to just say, hey, with us, we're gonna help you go beyond. Yep. And really, you know, like you said, it's right there in the name, help you participate with life. Like that's yeah. really what this is all about. Yeah. And I think, I mean, yeah. it's incredible what you're doing. It's absolutely. It's, it's bringing inclusion to the table. Yeah. Most yeah. people like, here's your chair, figure it out for yourself. You're actually providing a full service suite yeah. of services to help people. Yeah. Um, now, I know that your cub chair is your high, you know, your highlighted chair. It won an award. And I know you're like, well, it's not the Nobel Peace Prize, but that's pretty damn good. Yeah. So, so there's the, the, the Resna, uh, not often talked about uh, Rehabilitation Engineering Society of North America. Um, I talk about and, it all the time. I, I knew you would. So, um, and you'll probably be talking about it like every day the rest of this week, I'm sure. So it's super exciting it. stuff. Um, but yeah, so, th so there was a, um, a conference last year and we were like the audience choice award. People liked what we'd been able to achieve. And that, that was cool. Like our, you know, our peers said, good job. So that was, that was cool. Um, and that's important. Yeah. I mean, these are people that understand the industry. They understand the technology. They understand what you're doing. And they mm -hmm. voted for you. I mean, Yay. that's very important.
So hopefully we'll, <laughs> hopefully we'll, you know, so, so nerd, nerd, nerds in an ivy, ivory tower, right? So, um, what, 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 where we, really, <laughs> <laughs> where we really want to be winning in, in where we're starting to see really good results is like out in the field. We've had a bunch of, um, uh, chairs recently provided in Ecuador and the, the people have a lot of experience, you know, providing similar products and they, you know, thought Cub was, was really great. Um, to to provide like it, it did a good job serving the children, but it was also like not a hassle for the providers. Um, we've got a clinical trial ongoing in India now, and that seems seems to be going well. It's a it's a third party clinical trial, so I, I can't go over there, you know, fiddle with it. That's against the rules. <laughs> um, and uh, and then we've had chairs provided a bunch of chairs in, in uh, Kenya. There's 300 on the way to uh, Zimbabwe, which is particularly exciting. We won. Um, now, this is not an award, but there's um, there was a global uh, tender offer posted and there are you know, dozens of uh, kind of the established competitors that were competing. And uh, they, I think they were buying nine wheelchairs. Uh, this is like a big UN organization. We, we won five of them. So we were kind of like the big, you know, the big, you know, new, new kid on the block, you know, comes comes through. Amazing. So. Uh, now, now we need to actually deliver. <laughs> the product well, you are getting actually be good. in a lot of countries. Yeah, yeah. So our our sales last quarter was the first quarter shipping was fifty thousand. Um, first quarter this should be two hundred and fifty. I think we'll do close to that or more uh, this quarter. So it'll be over a million for the year. And and I I can kind of look at the customers that we know and see. You know, in three years there'll be you know ten million in revenue. So this is um, yeah. We want this to be a big thing. We're we're gonna really really do it. I mean, what has been the biggest hurdle so far? I mean, obviously, how, how did going through two years, I know, right? Yeah, there's a question. Going yeah. through two years of the pandemic, how did that impact everything? So we, we raised our funding in, in 2019, and the assumption was uh, when, we, when we closed the round in January of 2019, uh, oh, okay, this is an 18-month runway, so we'll just finish the product and start selling it. And so, yeah, two years later, uh, we have to like stretch that, stretch that runway, figure out which, you know, which belts are we going to tighten so that we don't go bankrupt before we ever start selling. Um, so that was a challenge. We had a couple of investors that came through to kind of help us through the gap. Super grateful there. Um, but yeah, the hard, the hard thing, like the, you know, solving these technical problems, setting up the manufacturing, finding the customers, getting into the markets, you know, even like AI chatbot, which sounds like so difficult. Uh, we we ran a pilot on that uh, during COVID in Nairobi, and and it was, you know, not not a slam dunk, but definitely like a success on the first try. So, um, but yeah, the fund the fundraising is just like so difficult. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. How can people find you? And and you are looking for investors, and you are looking for people to support you. So, what's the best way for people to get in touch with you on that? Well, yeah. So, so first, check check us out and see if you, you know, think our 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 products and our mission is like a good fit for you. If you feel like the values align, then let's talk. Um, so, go to our website, the participant life, and um, watch you know watch the videos and read about us a little bit. Send us a message from the website. I'll probably reply the next day. Those, those go to my inbox. Um, so, no no spammers, please. Um, and uh, and then I can show you the pitch deck or whatever else you you know you'd like to know about the company. We've got like the full you know we're we're a for profit company raising money, so we've got the full due diligence package ready to ready to show you. I love the way that you started that by saying go to our website and see if it's a good fit. Like I actually think I mean if that doesn't tell say a lot about like who you are, 
and what the company is about. I think that's, you know, that's me is it's a it's a small sentence right there, but it means a lot because it's yes. basically saying we want you to understand what we're doing, not just throw money. Make sure it lines up with your core beliefs. Yeah. But, so, you know, and I would I, I'll, I'll throw this out there to other like, you know, company founders or board, you know, board members or whatever. But the so we're we're a we're a B Corp pending company. We're registered as a benefit corporation. Pretty soon we'll have the little B Corp logo like Patagonia, and, you know, and others. And so, um, you know, there's there's a there's a, um, a good reason to be cynical about these little labels. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you got a label. Um, you know, is anybody does anybody re- does that really mean anything? Right. Um, so so B Corp does actually check like we do get audited that we're you know, delivering on our commitment. So that's, uh, that, that's really important. And we got the support of the community and so on, but where it, where it really helps is, is what, what you were just saying, kind of when, when an investor decides to get involved with us, they, they know we're really serious. Like this is not just window dressing or PR this, you know, this year and pretty soon there'll be new management and they'll have some other, you know, thing that they crow about. Like, no, we're, we're super committed. This is in our, you know, in our organization founding documents. We're committed to this, you know, to this B, these B Corp ideals. And, um, and that helps us to get the right, uh, the right employees, the right investors. There's partners that work with us where maybe they wouldn't otherwise. Um, so, yeah, it's important to be serious and get other people on the outside to check and show that you are. I think that's fantastic. I, I absolutely no, do. Yeah. Go so ahead, I guess one check. question which I did have is like of all, so right now, I mean, you list a lot of countries that you've got stuff in. Over the past years, have you seen any place that has possibly the greatest need that you're going after? Or that you, not, I shouldn't say going after, but want to be in? Um, well, I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's places with more population and less, and there's places right. that are more and less cut off from the, uh, you know, from kind of the, 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 the rest of what's going on. Um, you know, right, right next door, actually, Mexico is really kind of a bummer. Um, the, 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 there, there, there's been a lot of progress. There, there's this convention on the rights of people with disabilities that was passed in the UN. It was the, it was the fastest and uh, most overwhelming yes that ever happened in the United Nations in terms of like adopting a new article. Um, so uh, I, I believe that Mexico signed on, but they're not really doing a great job in, in budgeting and providing for people with disabilities. So you've got this, this country that's like right next to ours. And so people know about the good technology, um, but it's not very available in their country. So that, that is one place that we'll, um, you know, we'll open up a warehouse and begin to do marketing and try to, you know, push product out into that market. Cause there's, there's a lot of need there. Uh, we did, um, you can go to our website and watch our videos, but we did a bunch of our product development there. Um, so it's a, it's a good, you know, North Mexico is kind of desert, so we can do research there that uh, is informative for a lot of places in the world. And uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see big change in Mexico. So you're focusing on the northern part of Mexico? Because Mexico is a huge country. So is your focus primarily the north? Well, we're, we're, the, 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 the focus is going to be where we put the warehouse. <laughs> so there's talk about sure. the warehouse being in, in, in Veracruz or Mexico City. And then, you know, we try to start like reaching those markets first. So that's kind of kind of TBD. But. Excellent. I had another question. Oh, so, um, so I want to get back to the AI and the chatbot really quick. So mm-hmm. how will this work if you're dealing with some countries where there may not be the strongest Internet? Or I mean, how will how does that come into play? Yeah, so that's a that's a good question. And I have I have like a, a, a not sensitive answer. Um, so 
Uh, maybe I'll get like four stars for for being sensitive. But so we we have to we have to kind of think about like where people will be and not where they are. Um, so you know, like even um, Chris Chris and I go to Guatemala. My wife and I go to Guatemala quite a lot. Uh, I go to Kenya. It's it's like shocking how many people have smartphones. They don't all have the the money to pay for the data to access all the resources. But that but that gets cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. So. Um, so I think that more, more and more people will, ha- will have these things available. And, you know, while they're waiting, we'll be developing the tools to be better and better so that um, hopefully, you know, everybody will have access at some point. That's but, actually um, the perfect, but I actually think that yeah. that's the, the perfect response to it is that like, you know, we can't control it now, but we can help you plan for the future, which is. Yeah. So, okay. Four stars. Yeah. I'll give you four and a half. I'll give you four okay. and a half. Thanks. Four and a half. <laughs> no, I, I love the work that you're doing because, I mean, again, putting people first yeah. is important, working yeah. with people with disabilities. I mean, honestly, when people talk about diversity, equity, and inclusion, they often forget about people with disabilities. And it's like, we need, you know, these are able people and they should be yeah. included in everything. And, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, um, it's, it's uh, I mean, I, I want to, we're, we're 50% of uh, people with disabilities on our, on our tiny little team now, and we'll, we'll try to maintain that. Um, but there's, there's this big group of people that are underemployed. So they're, they're yeah. smart, creative, you know, they, they're like really happy to, you know, have a job and be on a team and they're, you know, can be quite loyal in that way. So um, yeah, I think this, I think this is, uh, you know, something that hiring managers should really think about. Like, how do we, how do we connect to this, you know, to this group? Maybe there's some accommodations. Maybe, maybe we're, we're going to have to put in a ramp or, you know, whatever, make the bathroom door a little wider. But, um, you know, there, I, I think there, there, there really are a lot of people that have a lot to contribute. So we'll, we'll keep on hiring people with disabilities. And, and it's, it's totally been great for us. That, that's another thing. If you want to ping me, I'll give you the, you know, the honest, uh, you know, how did, how did you do that? And what, what are accommodations really like? And there's a lot of resources for, um, for, for U.S. businesses uh, that way, too. So, And the American with Disabilities Act kind of requires that buildings have ramps Absolutely. and wider doorways. I mean, that it's is true. Long. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I got to say, this has been like the, like, I mean, anybody, I mean, I've known Kyoki for a little bit right now. And you, Chris, I mean, you guys are the kind of people that when you're around you, you just kind of, you, you sit there and you're going, damn it, I need to be a better person. And so it's like, <laughs> it, it's just the truth. I mean, because what you guys are doing is like, you, you're, you're very humble about everything that you're doing. And I know we've said that word a lot, but it really does fit because you're out here just doing work that needs to be done. And you're not thinking about like the accolades that come with it. You're just thinking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So my philosophy on this is like, well, you, you know, if you're going to, if, if you're going to eat, you probably need to work, you know, so then, so work, work is hard, you know, any, any, where, whatever job it is you do, you can, you can make it out to be really difficult and complain about it. It's almost, that's almost, that's almost a game. So, um, so yeah, so you're going to have to do some work and it's going to be hard. So then wh- wh- why do, why do I want to make like new napkin rings for William Sonoma? Like that's just super pointless. Like, no, you know, nobody should have to do that. Um, they will pay me a lot to do that, but I, you know, it's not just about getting paid. So, so I, so I have to work. And so let's try to do something meaningful and I'm, I'm not a brilliant guy. You know, I'm not like validatory and I'm not, you know, uh, but so I've just chosen to put my effort into this particular work and it's, um, for for once, it seems to be going b- b- better. So I'm I'm grateful. <laughs> I know we're all grateful that you're doing it. I will say that because I think, you know, before we'd really gotten into talking about this beforehand, it's like I did, I knew kind of what you were doing, but then mm. as we I learned more about it, I'm just like, wait, this is just 
it's just cool. I mean, and it's just really good to see somebody saying like, I want to do something that, you know, obviously work, take care of the family, put food over the table, but also leave your mark in the world and know that you're doing the right thing. Doing the right thing. I was just about to say you're doing the right thing. So So, that's all I got. But I think I'm. I'm, No, it's it's important work. And Kyoki, I love the fact that you said, you know, you could do something that made a ton of money, but would you actually find fulfillment in that? No. And I think a lot of us here can resonate with that. We've all made life choices recently. Pardon me? A napkin holder instead of a napkin ring. It's the way you tell the story. Got to do the branding. Uh, You know, I can't top that. I can't. (laughs) I'm not a proud man. I'm not a proud man. Um, Yeah. I know we're coming up. Yes, you are actually. But anyway. Yeah. So again, Kyoki, tell people the best way to find you online and to connect. One more. Yeah. So uh, the website is participant.life. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm Kiyoki, K-E-O-K-E-K-I-N-G on, on LinkedIn. You can find me there. And uh, yeah, I'd love, I'd love to meet you. We can have a casual chat. Just, just, uh, just Q&A. I'm available. Fantastic. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, Kiyoki, the work you're doing is important. People need to know about this. People need to invest in this. It's going to be huge. We have, again, 40 million people that do not have access to wheelchairs. This is important work. So thank you for that. Joel, thank you for the introduction. Um, yeah. Definitely, Kyoki, come back with updates on how you guys are growing, because I have a feeling you're going to be exploding. Oh, and, uh, and thanks, we'll Wendy, and thanks, Joel. We'll yeah. Yeah. It's my pleasure to be with you guys. This is a lot of fun. Thank you for the exposure. Absolutely. So, guys, I'm Wendy Nystrom, your host with Environmental Social Justice with my co-host, Joel Vendette. And again, Kyoki King, check them out at Participant Assistive Products. It's participant.life is their website. And we will see you guys later. Have a great day. Take care. Goodbye. Bye.